Hello and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. I'm your host, Melissa, your awesome host, Melissa. And today I'm going to be talking about health and wellness, which is weird because I haven't been in this industry in a while, but I'm going to talk about it. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted my first video explaining why I've been sharing a lot about my weight loss journey on my Instagram. And I've talked about it in a couple of the episodes too, how I struggled with my weight and how it's been up and down. And it's caused me to lose confidence. It's caused me um, to have self-esteem issues. It's tied into my mental health because I have a tendency to stress eat, um, even with anxiety, uh, you know, and emotional eating. Those are like my three main pitfalls that lead me into this downward spiral of making unhealthy choices with my food. So I signed up for the Conqueror Challenge, which is a virtual challenge where you can earn medals for completing each um each race so there's like a different one and i signed up for the combo pack because i knew that i needed to keep myself busy for at least the next couple of months and set a goal for myself and also having a physical reminder or a physical award at the end of this journey was really the motivating factor so Signed up for the challenge, paid for the challenge, got the three-part combo pack, which was on sale for 20% off. And that's what I've been doing for the last three weeks, I want to say. I think I completed the first challenge in a total of 12 days between my Fitbit and actual walking a mile and a half. But... My Fitbit, I didn't sync to it until I want to say about five days in was when I decided to sync my Fitbit to it. Um, but Fitbit doesn't really count accurately, like the mileage is always off. So what I was doing was I was doing my walking outside of my Fitbit. So um, I usually try and take off the Fitbit or just not have it connected in a way so that way I can just not record that extra mile and a half and then have them basically be separate from each other. So that's what I've been doing to kind of increase my physical activity. And then I've been posting a lot of my food pictures and also I have a group for healthy accountability. Um, Like a few of my sisters have from my mentorship have the same goal as I do to get healthy and we all joined kind of like a 21 days of healthy eating and moving and motivation to really help each other and keep each other accountable on our weight loss goals or even just overall health or some of us just want to get moving again so all of those things we kind of just decided to 
create a Facebook group and a group on Telegram where we can just hold each other accountable for all of those things. And that's been awesome too, except for the last week or so, I've been the one who's been posting the most frequent. And so it's kind of been like, I've had to self-motivate, which isn't always easy to do. So I shared in this live video that I have been posting and sharing my personal journey because it kind of has to do with the podcast. It ties into the podcast in a way. I have hit my highest weight of 163 pounds. Now I am 32 years old, five feet exactly, and 163 pounds was my highest weight. That put me in the obese one class. So it was like, or obese class one. So basically I'm like the beginning stages of obesity. I could get out of it really easily, but obviously when you're in that class, it definitely impacts you in several different ways. So the first way that it impacted me was there was a lot of excess pressure on my knees. So because I was so heavy for my frame and for my size, my knees were constantly hurting. And if I was sedentary, which I have been because I've been working from home, it made it even worse. So every time I would get up from my work chair, it was just like all this pressure just came down on my knee and it was very painful. I also had really, really, really bad acid reflux to the point where it was keeping me up at night and I was taking Alka-Seltzer tablets at least three times a week, I want to say. So I probably went through a few boxes of Alka-Seltzer um, <clears throat> just due to the fact that I was having constant heartburn and acid reflux. So I had to change the way that I was eating because all those bad foods was what was causing all of that to happen. I was protein deficient, so I wasn't eating a lot of protein in my meals. It was mostly carbs and fats and just unhealthy stuff in general. So there was just a lot of stuff. And also I already have back issues. So I see a chiropractor once a month just to, at this point, keep like the maintenance. But when I first started with my weight struggles three years ago, it had gotten to the point where I ended up with a pinched nerve in my back and I had to go to a chiropractor and I had to start losing weight in order to help that aspect. So there was just a lot of things that I had to do to start myself back to getting healthy. And I joined Weight Watchers after struggling for about nine months. So when I first started my weight loss journey, it was up and down and I would lose a few pounds and then I would gain weight again and then I would lose a few pounds and gain it back again. So it was very inconsistent and very up and down. And even though my back was getting better, there were still certain things that I just wasn't hitting the mark on. So 
After nine months of struggling, I decided to join Weight Watchers because there were quite a few people in my office that were doing it. And also at the time, our company was doing a promo with Weight Watchers. So we were able to get like a, a code or a discount in a stink. I can't remember what it was, but I just remember that we had gotten like a pretty good offer um, for the first month that we joined. So a bunch of us in the office started doing Weight Watchers. And in my first 10 days of being on Weight Watchers, I lost four pounds in the first 10 days. And it was drastic changes because I realized that the stuff that I was eating every day that looks low calorie and that was low calorie, low calorie menu items still had a significant fat content and sodium content and carb content, which was driving up the points. And I remember that I used to get a sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts and I think it was like, um, turkey sausage and egg on a plain bagel with no cheese and like my usual medium coffee. And I remember when I plugged it in that first day, I exceeded my points. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't realize how many points a bagel was, just the bagel in itself. So just making that first drastic change was enough for me to just kickstart my weight loss. And like I said, in the first 10 days, I lost four pounds and I continued on this journey. And then I found out my best friend was also doing Weight Watchers. So it was pretty cool because I had somebody else that I could do Weight Watchers with. And um, so we decided to like do it together and start going to the gym and hold each other accountable for it. And I lost 25 pounds total within my first year of doing Weight Watchers. So it was successful until things started to fall apart again. And my anxiety got in the way and I started eating unhealthy and I thought I was still doing good. And I had a scale that I kept on using for my weight loss. And it turns out the scale had broken at some point and I didn't know it. So when I went and I got a new scale, um, well, actually the reason why I got a new scale was because my knees started to hurt again. And I was like, wait a second, if I'm losing weight, my knees shouldn't be hurting. So why am I starting to get all this pain back? So I decided to get a new scale. And when I got the new scale, that was when I found out that the number was actually much, much higher and I had gained a significant of weight, a significant amount of weight back. I think I had gained back about 10 pounds of the 25 that I had lost. So um, that was just like a wake up call that, all right, dude, your scale has been wrong this entire time. You need to do something about it and we need to get back on track. And I am going to take a quick pause because I feel a sneeze coming on. So I will be right back. Okay, sorry. I just had to pause it for a second. 
um yeah my allergies again as usual uh were kicking in so i kind of had to let that out so yeah so new scale realized i had gained 10 pounds of it back no bueno here's the thing so I'm going to quickly sidetrack and say that I used to work in the wellness industry. I joined Weight Watchers because all the tools that I re- and resources that I had, I just hold it. I wasn't holding myself accountable for. I worked in the wellness industry. My I worked for a supplement company. And my brother and my father still work for the parent company. Like they work for the corporate part of it, the parent company. So they still get a lot of the supplements that I used to get at the place that I worked for. So I would tell them like, hey, I need this. I need protein. I need pre-workout. And I would give them the list of the things that I need, uh, the list of things that I needed. I was still taking my vitamins. So I was doing good at taking my vitamins still and keeping at least that nutritional part or that aspect of nutrition in line and intact. So I had my vitamins. I would take a multivitamin. Um, So basically, before I get into the laundry list of stuff that I take, part of what I had to do, like I... Part of what I had to do was pretty much learn everything that the company offered and learned why it was good to take. Like I learned a lot being in that company. I learned about heart health. I learned about weight loss. I learned about mental health. I learned about things that are good for women's health versus things that are good for men's health. I learned about antioxidants and what they do for the skin and what they do for the body. I learned about um, gut health and immune support and why it's super important and super crucial to keep the gut healthy and balanced and keep that good bacteria in there and to flush out the bad bacteria. I learned how to safely do like a colon cleanse and a detox. Like I learned so much while I was there. So if you were to come to me and say, hey, like what do I take for my heart health? Like how can I, you know, improve this? I could tell you. And it was a great learning experience because I learned more about my body in that company than I could have ever learned from Google. Um, so they offered, like we, and we had to do training. Like this wasn't just something that they gave willy nilly. Like you had to do it as part of training. And there was always new training. Like they would put out a new training module every once in a while. Or if they had a new product, they would put out training about the new product that you had to complete before, um, you know, being able to, like, actually talk about the new product. So there was a lot there. And they even offered a certification. So they partnered with a company that does certification for sports nutrition and, like, regular nutrition. And you had the option to take that if you wanted to. And I had gotten... All the materials and then a few months later I left before I was able to like take the actual certification test at a discounted price so that sucked because I didn't get to finish it but I still have the textbooks I still have all the materials I still have 
the information on hand. Like I have that stuff still. So I still pretty much have all the tools and resources that I need. Um, just don't have that physical certification. But again, I have their actual textbooks. So the knowledge does come from them. So it's still a um, reliable source. So I take my multivitamin. I take a super antioxidant. I take an omega-3 fish oil because it's good for my heart and for my joints. I take a joint complex because again, being overweight has put strain on my knees. So the joint complex helps with that. I take resveratrol for my skin. I take vitamin D because I'm D deficient. I take a probiotic. I take oil of oregano for my allergies and I take elderberry for immune support. So those are really the things that I take primarily that is part of my daily regimen. And the multivitamin that I take is a green source vitamin. So it's mostly plant-based. So that way I don't get any of that, like those extra additives and preservatives and all that stuff. So I try and do that as well. I try to be really conscious about the type of vitamins that I'm taking. And those are all the things that I take as part of keeping my body um, or providing my body with all the daily nutrients that it needs. And I pair it with eating better as much as possible. So the point that I was trying to make is I had all of these tools and resources. I have all of this knowledge. I had even gotten a certification after I left that company with um, a holistic health company. So it wasn't like sports science based. It was more holistic and overall wellness based. But they still offered a certification, which I paid for. And you were allowed to call yourself a holistic health coach. So I have that certification under my belt. I completed the program, paid for the test, passed it. Like, I am officially certified. I have been since 2014. Wow, I can't believe I'm, like, certified for six years now. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, I've had that certification since 2014. So I am also aware of holistic health tendencies and how that can also play into your overall wellness. And... It was in the holistic health con health coaching program that I realized mental health plays such an important part and such an important role in your overall wellness. So you can sit there and you can work out three, four times a week, five times a week. You can do all the core training. You can do all strength training, endurance training. You can focus on certain multi uh, muscle groups. You could do leg day, arm day, core, abs, uh, cardio, all of that stuff. You can eat diligently and have your occasional cheat day. But if your mind is not right, if you do not have the mental focus to be consistent, you unfortunately will yo-yo you will seesaw and I don't want to say that you'll fail because I hate failure just as much as anybody but it will be 
harder for you to keep the weight off because your mental health is not where it should be. And that's where I fell off the wagon. And it was so hard for me to share how high my weight had gotten on an Instagram video. And it was so hard as somebody who's been in the wellness industry since 2012, somebody who's had the knowledge since 2012 on health and wellness, on fitness, and on which protein powders are good for you and when to take the protein powders and how to pair amino acids with your protein powders and all of this, you know, super fun stuff. As somebody who's been in this industry for so long, to see myself get to the point where I was at my highest weight, I was in obese class one, it broke my heart. But not only that, it made me so self-conscious that the shame made me eat more. The shame made me want to hide even more. So the reason why I posted this on Instagram and the reason why I shared such a vulnerable moment of what my highest weight was and why I'm posting all these things about my weight loss journey is because it's holding me back. I see these podcasters and I follow their Instagram pages. I see that some of them post video clips and snippets and I see that some of them post live videos and some of them just have these amazing photo shoots and some of them are on YouTube so that they record their podcast and you get to see like them on video you get to see who they are you get to see their faces their reactions and all of those things and I look at all these podcasters and I'm like oh that's what that person looks like oh that's what that person looks like oh that's pretty cool like oh I like that video And then I realized I'm not doing any of that. You don't see my face unless I post a selfie. And even when I'm posting a selfie, you pretty much see from like the neck up. I don't show my body. I basically love the podcast because in order for it to be successful, all I have to do is record audio. You don't have to see my face. You don't have to know the face behind the voice. And it's easy for me to hide behind a microphone. But if I want to move forward, if I want to continue to grow my audience and and expand, I have to be able to connect with people in a way other than just them hearing my voice. I want them to see who I am. I want them to see my expressions. I want them to see that even though I'm a tiny person, I'm a real person. I want them to see my micro expressions. I want them to be able to look into my eyes, even if it's from camera to camera, or even if it's looking at my eyes through a computer screen. I want my audience to be able to see me 
But right now, I don't feel comfortable allowing that. I don't feel ready to be in front of a camera. I don't feel ready for a branded photo shoot. I don't feel ready to create a YouTube channel specifically for the Motivation Burrito. Like, none of that feels good to me right now. I look at myself in the mirror and I still see parts of my body that I hide behind bigger clothes and, you know, t-shirts and just casual clothes that are not the style that I used to wear. So what I've done for myself is I've set a few goals that I... Some are numerical and some are like non-scale victories as we call them in Weight Watchers. So there's, I've set for myself a small list of these goals just so that not everything is tied to the scale and not everything is tied to a number. Because like I said in a previous podcast, we are not measured by numbers or we shouldn't allow ourselves to be measured by numbers. But in my case, because my health is not the greatest, I do have to take that into consideration, but it doesn't have to be the only thing. So in terms of numbers, the first thing that I want to do is get out of obesity class one. In order for me to do that, I have to lose another four pounds. So that is a number goal that is super crucial and super specific which is why I'm putting it in here because it actually is important. Am I going to be upset if it takes a little longer? No, the whole point is to just get out of that class. So I'm not setting a goal of, oh, I need to do that in two weeks or, oh, I need to do that in a month. No, I just need to get out of obese class one and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I am not going to overexert myself. I am not going to hurt myself. I am going to listen to my body. I'm going to listen to my knees. I'm going to listen to my heart because, again, the heavier you are, the harder your body works out, the harder your heart has to pump out blood. And also lung capacity, again, that has to tie into it as well. So I am going to listen to my body. And when my body says rest, I will rest. But to get out of obesity class one, I need to lose four pounds. And that is my first numerical goal. My second numerical goal is to get halfway out of overweight class. Ideally, my goal is to get completely out of overweight class and be within a normal weight range for my height and, and frame and a normal BMI and body fat percentage. Those are ideal, but again, this numerical goal that I'm setting for myself to be halfway out of overweight class is in the next couple of months. I'm not expecting to lose this amount of weight in one month or in two months because that's crazy, but by the end of the year, it would be nice to do so. So that gives me until December. That gives me like three months, September, October, yeah, about four months to accomplish this goal. So halfway out of overweight class would be 13 pounds. So I would have to lose 13 pounds to get halfway out of the overweight class. So like be right in that mid-range basically. Now, those are the numerical goals. Those are 
the crucial goals in order for me to feel, in order for me to actually be healthy again by a doctor's standards, those um, would be the numerical goals that I would have to achieve for sure, for sure. Um, so those are very important to my physical health. Now, these are the non-numerical goals that I'm actually really excited about. And I think these are probably going to be easier for me to do, or at least these are going to be easier ways to hold myself accountable. The first is to fit into this black moto jacket that I have from New York and Company. This is my favorite jacket. I've had this jacket for... I think two years now or going on two years like this year will be two years because I think I got it for my birthday two years ago it is my favorite jacket it is a size medium but because New York and company is like New York and company some of their stuff runs a little small so it's not perfect um it is you know, like some of their mediums are a little bit small for mediums. And so I want to fit into that medium jacket. Um, the second thing is I want to fit into a size eight pants comfortably and not squeezed in. So basically, because I'm lazy and also because money um, especially in this economy, I have not, and also because of shame, let's throw that out there and be completely honest. Like I am ashamed to walk into any store and actually try on jeans or pants or anything for that matter. I just will not try on clothes whatsoever. I refuse to do it. Don't want to look at myself in the mirror. Don't even want to think about pulling sizes off the rack. Don't want to go in with a size and have to get a bigger size because that smaller size that I thought I was it doesn't fit. I don't want to go through the shame of all of that. So because I've been lazy, ashamed, and the economy is tight, I haven't bought myself a new pair of jeans. I've already ripped my favorite pair of jeans. It was a pair of jeans that I had gotten when I went to Portland last year and I was so heartbroken when these jeans ripped and they ripped like in the, in the groin, that crotch line. Let me tell you, my heart sank, sank, sank because it was the best experience I ever had. In New York, we don't really have personal shoppers. You kind of walk into a store and you're pretty much on your own. When I went to Portland, my friend took me to the mall and I went into this one store. We were looking for an outfit for the event that we were going to, went into this one store and this lady was phenomenal. She was my personal shopper. She picked out like uh, three different jeans for me. She picked out all these shirts, these tops, like she had nailed my my style like I had picked a couple of shirts and she saw the shirts that I picked and she was like I got you from here and man she had me looking cute like she picked 
And she even picked outfits that were outside of my comfort zone. And because I hadn't hit my weight goal, I decided to like not buy them. But it was like, yo, future skinny Melissa would totally wear that thing. Nailed it. She was on the ball, on the money, loved her. Ended up with my favorite pair of jeans from like from that place. And I'm talking my favorite pair of jeans ever, ever. They were the perfect fit perfect length um they had like that perfect amount of distressed denim and the rips in them and it just it hugged every part of like my lower body perfectly I've never had a pair of jeans that fit so great and they broke and so now I only have two pairs of jeans left and one of them is breaking in the same way so I know I'm squeezing myself into a size eight. I know I don't actually fit a size eight anymore. And that I'm probably leaning more towards a 12 or 14. Um, Because that's what I was bouncing between the first time I had hit a high weight that I did. So I want to get back to a size eight comfortably without having to squeeze myself into it and feel compressed. Ideally, I would like to fit into a size six by the end of this journey. But again, I know that I would need to lose a significant amount of weight for me to fit into the six. I would probably have to lose at least another 20 to 25 pounds for me to do that. So again, these are just non-scale goals that I would like to achieve the next one is and it's probably the last one but the next yeah the next last one whatever is to fit into medium sized shirts consistently so right now I'm floating between a medium and large and it's the same thing it depends on the brand so if I go to a place like a New York and company or Van Heusen, or like the places that I normally shop from, like some Etsy shops. Um, Electro Threads is one of my favorite online stores that I get my clothes from. So if I go to any of those stores, I would probably be a large right now. Um, If I go to like a Walmart or a Target where stuff is a little bit bigger and a little bit like stretchier I can fit into a medium I would like to be consistent in all brands as a medium so in the New York and companies and the Van Heusen's and all of those favorite brands I want to consistently fit into a medium and again I don't want it to be too tight I don't want it to feel like I'm squeezing into it I want to feel comfortable in a medium And ideally, the goal is to get back to small, but same thing. As I would have to lose probably 25 pounds to fit into a six, I would probably have to lose that same amount of weight to fit into a small. But these are all possible. I'm not saying that they're they're not possible at all. I'm just saying that for the timeline that I'm looking at and the timeline that I am loosely setting for myself, I would probably most likely be able to get into an eight and a medium. And then the last thing 
Yeah, this is going to be the last thing. I had it on here, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it, but I might as well. The last official thing that I want to be able to do is I want to be able to have that branded photo shoot. I want to be able to take amazing pictures, and I want to be able to announce myself, announce who I am. I want to be able to be present. I want to be able to record videos. I want to be able to show my face and feel confident and feel happy and feel amazing showing myself to my audience. I don't want my audience to see that I still, you know, have that emotional pain. And yeah, I'm going to have rough days. Yeah, there's going to be some days where I'll probably be on like video and you'll see me like super anxious or stressed out, but I won't be hiding and I won't be cringing to be on camera. And that's what I want to get to. So that's why I chose today to talk about health and wellness. And that's why I thought it was super, super important to share this part of myself, because again, as somebody who's been in this industry, as somebody who's known about the health and wellness industry since 2012, as somebody who's had all the tools and resources to stay healthy, it's, it, it kind of scares me that I got to this point. But as I've mentioned in previous episodes of my podcast that I am just an emotional eater and I, if I'm trying to run from an emotion or if I don't want to process an emotion, I will literally eat food. I will stuff my face with ice cream, with fries. Oh, fries are so good, especially if it's salty, like the salty, the saltier, the better. And I've gotten to the point where I realized it's okay to process these emotions. It's safe to be vulnerable. It's safe to be honest and express myself fully and authentically. And I've done that and I've been able to do that because of this podcast. So now that I've committed to taking care of my mental health, I am taking you on a journey as I improve my physical health. And to those of you who saw my Instagram video, to those of you who know me, to those of you who listen to this podcast, I would really, really love if you came on this journey with me. I don't expect anybody to. The additional support would be super amazing. But in my commitment to be real and honest and vulnerable with you, I'm just going to continue to share my progress and share the updates and share the wins and the victories and share the setbacks. And it may be a bit of a yo-yo, but I'm hoping that there's going to be more good days than bad. I'm hoping for a ton of good days and a few bad ones. So this is the journey that I'm going on. This is the journey that I invite you all to join with me, whether it's supporting, cheerleading, or whether you decide that it's a change you need to make for yourself as well. And if you do have questions, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Facebook under the Motivation Burrito Podcast. Again, I still have the tools and resources. I still have 
a ton of information. I do still have my holistic health certification and um, I can provide at least a basic knowledge or a basic level of understanding and just share with you some tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. So if you have any questions and you want to talk health and wellness, I invite you to do so. And I hope you all have a great week and make healthy and happy choices. And I will talk to you all again on Friday. This has been The Motivation Burrito and I am your host, Melissa. And thank you for joining me today on this awesome Tuesday. I love you all.